Hi, welcome to another podcast edition of White Collar Crimes. I am your host, Ryan Horn. So glad to have you. Hope things are doing well where you are. As always, hope the weather is nice where you are. You know, we've seen a lot of uh, really strange stories, some in the news lately, and certainly we've discussed a lot of those on this podcast, and sometimes we've discussed situations where white-collar crime can even become deadly and tragic. And sadly, that will be one of the cases we will look at in this particular episode. Name may not ring a bell, but I'm more than willing to bet a lot of you are probably familiar with this story because it was just just a few years back, really, not too terribly long ago. But if I mention the name O'Neill Ron Morris, a lot of you probably off the top of your head, I know I didn't prior to this, but uh, once you match the name with the story, then you're kind of like, oh yeah, I remember that happening. So this was the story of a trans woman in the Miami area who supposedly was known as the, quote, toxic tush doctor. And how did that nickname come about, you ask? Well, got the name and was known in the Miami area to inject toxic materials into the buttocks of several area women. It's a really popular trend in that area apparently to have really full buttocks and things like that a lot of apparently uh cultural things connected to that in that area so there's a apparently a good market for it but not everybody can afford this type of procedure so that is where a situation like this will come in where somebody will try to exploit that and work under the table work without the proper licensing things like that and you know, there are some things I think that are overregulated with licensing and things of that sort, but this, the, when it comes to medical, that's one thing you can't fool with. I think that's certainly one profession that certainly does need licensing and the uh, proper regulations to make sure the right people are doing the right kind of jobs. And that did not happen in this case because what Morris would actually use, among other things, in these uh, magical injections that was being put into these clients, was reported to be somewhat of a concoction of material from the Fix-A-Flat, you know, in the cans where you can blow up and inject your tire. I've had to use it many, many years ago, just enough to get your tire inflated where you can take off and go until you can maybe get help or get it changed or whatever. But uh, the material from that and super glue in some of the injections or maybe a combination of these things all together who really knew for sure. But Morris at one time had served a year in federal prison or or just a year in prison as far as we know for this very thing. But uh, the lesson was not necessarily learned and because it was not learned this time unfortunately would result in a tragic death. So the sentence was not long enough or harsh enough to really reform and make sure that this didn't happen again. So once it was out and happened again, as I said, sadly, this time it resulted in a tragic death. And this was the death, unfortunately, the fate that was met of 31-year-old Shatarka Nubi, and she died from one of these such injections. Now, during this and at the time of the one-year sentence from before, during this time and when Morris was busted for this before, she was not a licensed doctor, surgeon, or any type of medical professional. 
no type of medical training, licensing, education, anything like that at all. So people obviously took a huge risk going into this type of back alley type procedure. Now Morris caught national attention in when the cartoonish like rear end she had was featured all over the news when she made her court appearance on this. And like I said, keep in mind, had already done a year in prison before for doing this very thing. At this time, just caused some, you know, medical issues and things like that for people. A lot of uh, severe reactions to the materials and allergic reactions on and on. But at this point, prior in the previous prison sentence, at that point, there was nothing that had resulted in any kind of a death for anyone. But this time, that was not the case. Sadly. As I said, no licensing, no medical training of any type. And this all did get national attention because of, uh, you know, one, as I said, the cartoon, buffoonish kind of way she had injected her own buttocks to be filled out. So the very shoddy workmanship of her craftsmanship was on display. Now, O'Neill performed at least 10 of these procedures that, it, that we know about at about $2,000 a pop. So, you know, do the math, that's $200,000 for something you have no licensing or training for. And, you know, it's pretty good money. Even though I'm sure cost of living in Miami is quite high, you can still live pretty well for $200,000. However, after a police investigation, more than 30 people came forward claiming to be victimized by O'Neill and the toxic tush procedure. Now, many testified of illnesses and hospitalizations as the result of these procedures. Again, not licensed, not regulated, people... I would hope to guess a lot of people knew that and just assumed the risk they got into, but who knows, some might have just assumed that O'Neill was a licensed medical provider, surgeon, and was able to provide these procedures. It's easy to assume that when you go to one, because think about it, how often do you ask to see the credentials of any of your doctors or healthcare professionals or anything like that? You have the right to know, but I'd be willing to say 98, 99% of us don't even think about it when we go to a procedure. We just think about it and go. The odd thing about this, I am not aware of O'Neill having any type of legitimate medical office where these procedures were being done and where this operation was taking place at. This was simply a, again, a back alley kind of deal. Very shoddy workmanship, as we mentioned before. Fix a flat, super glue, God knows what other kind of toxic chemicals were injected into people and very much caused some harm. Now, witnesses described seeing a tube of super glue and a syringe and a black hose being used right prior to being injected. However, patients were told not to look and just remain face down. Won't be so bad, be over in a little bit. You don't need to see what's happening. And, you know, a lot of people out there probably don't want to see the procedures that are being done to them because it would uh, maybe make you freak out a little more, maybe intensify the pain. Who knows, but uh, patients were told to do that, and I'm sure plenty complied. But some patients did also report staph infections coming as a result of these shoddy procedures. Now, many claimed the reason they went to O'Neill, or I'm sorry, O'Neill, well, O'Neill, Ron Morris, 
was that they could not afford a legitimate plastic surgeon and had heard about this from the about this quote fake doctor through kind of a word of mouth primarily in the trans community there in Miami now again I, you know the procedures the costs of it are going to play a role in a lot of people's medical decisions I don't know some people their medical their medical insurance may cover procedures like this but many of them will not uh, even if they do cover it they're certainly not going to be covered by someone like this that does not have the licensing education or training to do these procedures but if people think they can get the same results they're willing to maybe pop down two thousand dollars cash which is probably still much uh, lower and significantly lower than what a legitimate plastic surgeon would probably charge so people were willing to take that risk but as we saw plenty of staph infections and other types of illnesses some of which, sadly, as we saw, which resulted in Miss Newby's case in her death. Now, some were at least fortunate enough to have had legitimate surgeons repair the damage. They weren't too far gone, and some legitimate plastic surgeons and other medical surgeons and professionals were able to stave off whatever kind of damage was done from Morris's procedures. Now, one victim, though, reported that it took seven surgeries to fix the faulty damage that was done by the uh, shoddy, unprofessional workmanship in this case. So, whatever little that that person saved on going to a cheap back alley deal like this paid for it many times over, having to have seven surgeries to repair the damage for this. You know, this goes back to what you always have been told you get what you pay for and you know sometimes if you go cheap you pay for it in the long run that was certainly the case for some of the folks in this because in addition to the medical problems that lingered there were also multiple legal battles that ensued so people had to spend money on attorneys spend time in court so the two thousand dollars might have looked really enticing at the time but what they got in return for that was nightmarish and far more costly than really if they had just pursued this through a legitimate plastic surgeon. But as we mentioned, uh, Miss Newby was not so fortunate in her case, and Morris would eventually plead guilty to manslaughter and was sentenced to 10 years in prison. As we've talked about on this show before, manslaughter, third-degree murder, depending on what state you're at, it is where you are legally liable for the death, but you did not have the malice or intent to kill the person. A good example I gave before is a DUI. You get drive drunk, you get behind the wheel, you assume the risk, you crash into someone and kill them. Yeah, you didn't go out and plan and intend and plot it out and carry it out with vicious malice and intent in your heart to kill them, but nonetheless your actions did and therefore you get held legally liable, but not as severe as you would if you did plan and meditate and did it with a lot of malice. Then when you're talking first degree murder, depending on the state, you're looking at a life sentence or even in some states a death penalty so without the intent because there was no proof that Morris intended to kill newbie but nonetheless that's what happened through the illegitimate illegal procedures that were done on her so a 10-year sentence and this was in 2017 so we're just talking six years ago so more than likely here in a few years, Morris will see the light of day again. Now, what happened before, she did not learn her lesson and was able to 
pick up the operation again where she left off. Only did a year's time behind bars for it. This time, 10 years. This may work since it's a little more severe. We don't know. But as we always talk about on this podcast, we look and wait to see what some of the ones that are released from prison are going to do and if they are going to continue to offend again or operate under the table in this case who knows uh there's plenty of people out there looking to save a buck i would dare say despite what's happened unfortunately morris probably will still find some customers willing to pay up and pony up if uh the job is there it's a supply and demand thing and if the uh demand is there i'm sure morris or others likewise will be willing to supply the uh the supply So this was certainly uh, a case that we may not necessarily hear the end of again. So it would be very easy to set up an operation like this again because, again, you don't have to have proper licensing or medical training or anything like that just to operate illegally under the table. All that is needed is one customer to come forward with the two grand they're willing to put down, and this nightmare could continue yet again. And speaking of nightmares, did get a chance today with my family to check out the Jim Caviezel movie, The Sound of Freedom. Folks, I highly recommend you check this out because this is about a huge growing problem in the criminal justice system. And make no mistake about it, money is at the root cause of this certainly what ills us in society. And child sex trafficking, human trafficking, all these things there's a very real chance in recent years it may pass the drug trade for uh, as far as dollars that are involved in this crime. It's so much that I do plan because I'd planned a while back to address this issue on this podcast because it is a white collar crime. This is financed and operated by wealthy elites that attempt to satisfy their perverse sexual desires and there's people that are making millions and billions of dollars off this and it's the most sickest and evilest form of white collar crime in my opinion but it is an issue that again i planned on addressing for a while and i think the timing would be good with this movie out i'm sure it's playing somewhere at a theater near you it's again called the sound of freedom it stars jim caviezel which some of you may know starred in the mel gibson movie about 20 years ago the passion of the christ that's kind of his claim to fame but this was uh the number one movie at the box office this week it ended up knocking the indiana jones movie out of the number one spot so be sure and check that out folks because we will address this issue and probably continue to check up on this issue for a while because awareness does need to get out there because i promise you unfortunately it is happening somewhere near you most likely and sadly but we do appreciate you tuning in to this one so we hope you'll tune in next week for that one and as i always say look out for your elderly friends and family that are out there they are the ones that are often scammed in these white collar crimes they are the ones that are oftentimes targeted and victimized uh and as i always ask you to please like our facebook page white collar crimes give us the good old five star rating on apple spotify or wherever you happen to be hearing this podcast and if you have an idea for a show, as I always say, email me, ryanhorn at, ryanhornvt at gmail.com. Check out my website at ryan-horn.com. And just be sure to uh, tune in each week. Help us spread the word on this. Help us continue to shine the light on crimes that don't get a lot of attention. 
and uh, these types of crimes need to have the focus brought about on them, and we're one of the few podcasts out there doing that, and I hope you can keep supporting us and help us to continue to have that happen. And as I always say, too, check out your local pet shelter and support your local shelter in any way you can through your money, your time. Uh, Adopt your next best friend there because there's plenty of them there looking to come home and be your next best friend. So please consider doing that. Got some audio books coming out soon that I've narrated. Some more on that. Be excited to tell you about that. But we are just excited you've taken the time to tune in, and we hope you'll tune in next week. Unfortunately, be a little heavy a topic, not a pleasant discussion, but one that needs to happen in society, period. We can't talk about any kind of crime if we don't talk about this one that has been under the surface for far too long and is finally, I think, thankfully being brought to the light, but nowhere near what it needs to be. But we are going to look at it from... A standpoint of how it's being operated and who's profiting from it and how and things of that sort so definitely be sure and tune in for that so we thank you so much for being here for this one god bless and we will see you back next week folks